Well, now that says most of it. This is the rest of it. We have fed you all for a thousand years, and you hail us still unfed. And though there's never a dollar of all your wealth, uh, but marks the workers dead, uh, we have yielded our best to give you rest. And you lie on a crimson wool, uh, that it will be the price of all your wealth. A uh, good God, we have paid in full. There's never a mind-blown skyward now, uh, but we're buried alive for you. And there's never a wreck drift shoreward now, uh, but we are a ghastly crew. Uh, go and reckon our dead by the forges red and the factories where we spin. Uh, then it will not be the price of your cursed wealth. A uh, good God, we have paid it in. We have fed you all for a thousand years. Uh, for that was our doom, you know, uh, from the days when you chained us in your fields. After the strike of a week ago, you have taken our lives and our husbands and wives and called it your legal share. Uh, then it will not be the price of your lawful wealth. A uh, good God, we have bought it fair. And that was Utah Phillips singing, We Have Fed You All a Thousand Years. Welcome to a special episode of Polyrical. This is the first in a series of episodes featuring specific albums in each episode that uh, are among my favorites and are ones that I think that you should hear and know. First up is the album We Have Fed You All a Thousand Years by Utah Phillips. I've played a number of songs by Utah Phillips, done some spoken word by Utah Phillips in previous episodes. And back on Polyrical episode 24, Utah Phillips was the featured artist. The album We Have Fed You All a Thousand Years was released on the Philo uh, label which released most of Utah's earlier albums. Philo Records was based up in Vermont, and when Utah was recording there, he bought a Flanger rail car, relocated it to that property to live in. Philo Records was later bought out by Rounder Records, and that rail car that served as Utah's home became uh, abandoned. But uh, more recently... It has been rescued, and the last few years, it was moved to the Black Butte Center for Railroad Culture in California, where it has been restored. You can check out details of that rescue and restoration on the Utah Phillips website, which is thelongmemory.com. You'll find a lot of information there about Utah. And that'll bring us back to the album featured in this episode, We Have Fed You All a Thousand Years. 
and the background of that song that you heard at the start. Patrick Murfin has published a bit of history on the song. This is at patrickmurfin.blogspot.com. Well, it's the last day of National Poetry Month, and our annual Festival of Verse is winding down. Since tomorrow is May Day, I thought I would share one of my favorite IWW poems. We have fed you all a thousand years, first appeared as a poem in the pages of the Industrial Union Bulletin in 1908, only three years after the founding of the Industrial Workers of the World. It was credited simply to an unknown proletarian, and I know of no research that has identified the author. It was popular from the start and was frequently reprinted and was included in early editions of Songs to Fan the Flames of Discontent, better known as the IWW pocket-sized Little Red Songbook. Around 1912, it was set to music by Rudolf von Liebig, identified only as, quote, a member of the General Recruiting Union Chicago and composer of music for the working class. Not much to go on there either. In addition to being printed in the new editions of the songbook, the song was issued as piano sheet music by the union. Along with Joe Hill's Rebel Girl in the IWW version of the International, it remained in print in that form more than 70 years. In the early 1970s, Utah Phillips recorded a version that has become a classic. I love this poem because it lays out the heavy cost of the exploitation of labor better than anything I know. We have fed you all for a thousand years, and you hail us still unfed. Though there's never a dollar of all your wealth but marks the workers dead. We have yielded our best to give you rest, and you lie on crimson wool. Then if blood be the price of all your wealth, good God, we have paid it in full. There is never a mind blown skyward now, but we're buried alive for you. There's never a wreck drifts shoreward now, but we are its ghastly crew. Go reckon our dead by the forges red and the factories where we spin. If blood be the price of your cursed wealth, good God, we have paid it in. We have fed you all for a thousand years, for that was our doom, you know, from the days when you chained us in your fields to the strike of a week ago. You have taken our lives and our babies and wives, and we're told it's your legal share. But if blood be the price of your awful wealth, good God, we have bought it fair. This album, named for the song, that is based on that poem has 18 tracks, various uh, musical and spoken messages related to labor, workers, and the struggle for a decent life. 
We have fed you all a thousand years. By Utah Phillips, 1983. Praise boss when morning work bells chime. Praise him for bits of overtime. Praise him whose wars we love to fight. Praise him fat leech and parasite. Amen. <laughs> Well, now that says most of it. <laughs> this is the rest of it. We have fed you all for a thousand years, and you hail us still unfed. And though there's never a dollar of all your wealth, but marks the workers dead. We have yielded our best to give you rest. And you lie on a crimson wool uh, That it blood be the price of all your wealth A uh, good God we have paid in full There's never a mind-blown skyward now uh, But we're buried alive for you And there's never a wreck drift shoreward now uh, But we are a ghastly crew I go and reckon our dead by the forges red and the factories where we spin. Ah, then it will not be the price of your cursed wealth. A good God, we have paid it in. We have fed you all for a thousand years. For that was our doom, you know, from the days when you chained us in your fields. After the strike of a week ago You have taken our lives and our husbands and wives And called it your legal share ah, Then it will not be the price of your lawful wealth A good God, we have bought it fair Mike Quirk. Say, mate, have you seen the mills where the kids at the loom spit blood? Have you been in the mine when the fire damp blew, shipped as a hand with a freighter's crew, or worked in a levee flood? Have you rotted wet in a grading camp or scorched in a desert line? Have you done your night stint with your lamp, watching the timbers drip with damp or heard the oil rig whine? Have you had your pay held back for tools you never saw or could use? Have you gone like a fool with the other fools to the boss's saloon where the strong arm rules and cast your time for booze? I do no kicking at God or fate. I keep my shoes for the road, the long gray road, and I love it, mate. Hayfoot, strawfoot, that's my gate, and I carry no other man's load. I don't mind working to earn my bread, and I just as soon keep straight. But just like the preacher man said, I'm a ram and I've missed the gate. But I'm jogging along. Jogging ahead, perhaps I'll find it, mate. It's up the ramp to the lumber camp with a sick and aching head. I blowed another winter's stake and I got the gyms instead. It seems I'll never learn the truth that's written plain as day. The more they try to welcome you, the more they make it pay. It's blanket stiff and jungle hound and pitch him out the door. Howdy, jack old-timer, when you got the price for more. 
Oh, the boat is getting rocky, and I ain't got a bunk. Not a rare, a cheering liquor, just a turkey full of junk. And it's all of my possessions is what I can carry around. I blowed the rest on the skid roads of a hundred jippo towns. It's a lumberjack and timber beast, and give these bums a ride. Have one on the house, old boy, when you're stepping with the tide. Oh, the chokers will be heavy, just as heavy, just as cold. When the hooker gives the highball and we start to dig for gold. And I'll curse the skid road up and down with its rotten, drunken tune. But then, of course, I'll up and make another trip next June. It's blanket stiff and jungle hound and pitch him out the door. Howdy, jack old timer, when you got the price for more. So they decided to organize. I mean, it wasn't really a decision. It gets rammed down your throat. You can only take so much. Then I suppose it was a little easier to identify who the enemy was. Uh, the process a bit more subtle than these, the waning days of Babylon. Um, well, of course, then you didn't have free public education, at least not for our booming people. You didn't have mass media. Well, you had songs, you had stories, and you had conversation. Uh, see, today, well, let me put it this way. All of us assign blame in our own best interest, right? <laughs> well, if, a, if we assign blame in our own best interest, that means blame is relative. And if blame is relative, then one of the important functions in society becomes who controls the blame pattern. Why is it that large bodies of workers, like in my country, assign blame downward to some welfare chiselers down at the bottom? You know, they say, trying to get a little bit of something for nothing, and they never assign blame upward to the handful of big-time chiselers at the top that get a whole lot of something for doing nothing at all. Well, that's because the blame pattern is manipulated. Sure, through the public schools. You know, we, we give our kids over to that when we put them in public school. We, and then the public schools build in little automatic responses, levers and buttons. When they go into the labor force, you see, then the government reaches out through its media in every home and pushes those buttons and pulls those levers and elicits massive response for or against anything it chooses. Like I say, it was easier to identify who the enemy was. You're booming into the freight yards. You could see the private cars rolled off on the siding. You, you can see, as you were sweating underground like in Butte, the mansions being built in a ring on the hills around. See, and the mansions working their way higher up the hill, the deeper you dug yourself into the ground. Okay, easy to see. And the solution was a little easier to see, too. You know, uh, dump the bosses off your back. Um, one thing I should mention is this, this, this music is not great poetry. You probably figured that out right away, didn't you? <laughs> Well, that's because it was real simple. It had to be simple because people didn't speak a lot of English or had never been to school. Um, but it, it's not like your modern protest music, which tends to be introverted. A lot of it very poetic. 
Uh, hard to understand, though. A middle-class music written for middle-class consumption, because they got the bread to buy it, okay? Uh, what I'm saying is a lot of difference between how many miles must a white dove sail before it can rest in the sand and <laughs> dump the bosses off your back. <laughs> Now, that's your line in that song, by the way, an old hymn tune, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. The Wobblies like to steal the hymn tunes because they were pretty and changed the words so they made more sense. <laughs> Are you cold, forlorn, and hungry? Are there lots of things you lack? Is your life made up of misery? Then dump the bosses off your back. Are your clothes all torn and tattered? Are you living in a shack? Would you have your troubles scattered? Then dump the bosses off your back. Are you almost split asunder, loaded like a long-eared jack? Boob, why don't you buck like thunder and dump the bosses off your back? All the agonies you suffer, you could end with one good whack. Stiffen up, you ornery duffer, and dump the bosses off your back. Bob, Bob. <laughs> I pray, dear Lord, for Jesus' sake, give us this day a T-bone steak. Hallowed be thy holy name, but don't forget to send the same. Oh, hear my humble cry, O oh Lord, and send us down some decent board, brown gravy and some German fried, with sliced tomatoes on the side. Observe me on my bended legs, I'm asking you for ham and eggs, and if thou havest custard pies, I'd like, dear Lord, the largest size. <laughs> oh, hear my cry, almighty host, I quite forgot the quail on toast. And let your kindly heart be stirred And stuff some oysters in that bird <laughs> Dear Lord, we know your holy wish On Friday we must have a fish Our flesh is weak and spirit stale You better make that fish a whale <laughs> Oh, hear me, Lord, remove these dogs These sausages of powdered logs Your bold beef hash and bearded sprouts Take them to hell or thereabouts with alum bread and pressed beef butts, dear Lord, you damn near root my guts. Your whitewashed milk and oleorine, I wish to Christ I'd never seen. Oh, hear me, Lord, I'm praying still, but if you won't, our union will. Put pork chops on the bill of fare and starve no workers anywhere. Amen. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Go tie a rock on your block and go jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. <laughs> now that you can go quack or, you know, whatever you want. Uh, just whatever nice, gross sound you feel like making, you can quack like. 
Well, I've practiced that chorus. Oh, Mr. Block, you were, this isn't this wonderful poetry. I mean, Ogden Nash would blush. <laughs> oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Tie a rock on your block and then jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Go tie a rock on your block and go jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Yeah, what I hear in here, maybe, John, do you hear this? Um, oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. Da-da-da, you take the cake. Ba-da-da, you go. Maybe. Never thought of it. Kazoo. Please give me your attention, I'll introduce to you a man that is a creditor, red, white, and blue. His head is made of lumber and solid as a rock. He is a common worker and his name is Mr. Block. And Block, he thinks he may be president someday. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Go tie a rock on your block and go jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Yes, Mr. Block is lucky, found a job by G. The shark got $7 for job and fare and fee. They shipped him to a desert and dumped him with his truck. But when he tried to find his job, he sure was out of luck. He shouted, that's too raw. I'll fix them with the law. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Go tie a rock on your block and go jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Oh, Block hiked back to the city but wasn't doing well. He said, I'll join the union, the great AF of L. He got a job next morning, got fired in the night. He said, I'll see McDermott, and he'll fix that foreman right. McDermott said, you see, you've got our sympathy. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, and you make me ache. Go tie a rock on your block, and go jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Election day, he shouted, a socialist for mayor. The comrade got elected, he happy was for fair. But after the election, he got an awful shock. A great big socialistic bull did wrap him on the block. And comrade Block did sob. I helped him get his job. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake. You make me ache, go tie a rock on your block and go jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake. Poor Blocky died one evening, I'm very glad to state. He climbed the golden ladder up to the pearly gate. He said, oh, Mr. Peter, one word I'd like to tell. I'd like to meet the Astor Bills and John D. Rockefeller. Old Pete said, is that so? You'll meet him down below. Oh, Mr. Block, you were born by mistake. You take the cake, you make me ache. Go tie a rock on your block and go jump in the lake. Kindly do that for liberty's sake.
the free speech fight of uh, 1910 and was introduced on the streets of Spokane by Haywire Mac McClintock. Him was, he was a branch secretary then. He wrote uh, Big Rock Candy Mountain and Hallelujah, I'm a Bum. He got together a little band, T-Bone Slim, a tuba, a garbage can lid. They stood in a doorway waiting to leap out at the unemployed throng and regale them with song. They used a shill to build the crowd. You know, a carny shill, somebody uses tricks to build a crowd. I think his name was Tresca, but he wore a black suit and a black bowler hat and a string tie with an umbrella and a briefcase looked like a banker. He'd walk down where they were hiding in the doorway and suddenly he'd start to yell, Help! 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 I've been robbed! Help! I've been robbed! Everybody would run across the street. What's the matter? What's the matter? As soon as he got the crowd together, he'd yell, I've been robbed by the capitalist system, fellow workers! <laughs> he talked to him for ten minutes, and then the boys would leap out and start singing, and this is what they were singing. The long-haired preachers come out every night I try to tell you what's wrong and what's right But when asked about something to eat how uh, they will answer in voices so sweet. You will eat, eat by and by in that glorious land in the sky where I work and pray and live on hay. Uh, you'll get by in the sky when you die. That's a lie. Oh, that's real nice. <laughs> Let's take a minute and teach the folks that don't know this what this is. Now, this is done Baptist style. Are there any Baptists here? Oh, good. Answer back, you know, where I sing one thing and then you sing it back and then we sing a line together. And the way up highs are yours, not mine. They're the prettiest part of the whole song. You will eat, you will eat, by and by, by and by, in that glorious land in the sky. Work and pray, work and pray, live on hay, live on hay. You'll get high in the sky when you die. That's a lie. Along here, preachers come out every night. I try to tell you what's wrong and what's right. But when asked about something to eat, uh, they'll answer in voices so sweet. Hey, you will eat, you will eat by, and by, by and by in that glorious land in the sky. I work and pray, and live on hay. Hey, you'll get by in the sky when you die. That's a lie. The starvation army they play. And they shout and they clap and they pray. Oh, when they've got all your coins on the drum, oh, they will tell you when you're on the bum. Hey, you will eat, by and by, in that glorious land in the sky. I work and pray, and live on hay. Hey, you'll get by in the sky when you die. That's a lie. A working folks of all countries unite. A side by side, we for freedom shall fight. When this world and its wealth we have gained, the grafters will sing this refrain. You will eat by and by. When you've learned how to cook and how to fry, chop some wood, do you good. And you'll eat in that sweet by and by. That's no lie.
go wild, simply wild over me. Although I've never done them harm that I can see. I'm as gentle as a lamb, but they take me for a ram. They go wild, simply wild over me. Oh, the cop, he went wild over me. And he held his gun where everyone could see. He was breathing rather hard when he saw my union card. He went wild, simply wild over me. Uh, then the judge, he went wild over me. And I plainly saw we never could agree. Uh, so I let the man obey what his conscience had to say. He went wild, simply wild over me. Uh, then the jailer, he went wild over me. Uh, well, he locked me up and threw away the key. Oh, it seemed to be the rage to keep me in a cage. He went wild, simply wild over me. Now they go wild, simply wild over me. I'm referring to the bed bug and the flea. Oh, they murmur in my sleep. They disturb my slumber deep. They go wild, simply wild over me. Will the roses grow wild over me when I've gone into the land that is to be? When my soul and body part in the stillness of my heart, will the roses grow wild over me? Well, and God, he went wild over me. Oh, when I knelt beside the throne on bended knee. Oh, when the angels heard me yell, they shot me down to hell, but they went wild, simply wild over me. Joe Hill was asked to write a song for those Southern Pacific Railroad workers. Uh, so he took a popular tune of the day and threw a new set of words at it and wrote a song about union scabbing. Then he wrote a little note to the industrial worker in which he said, union scabbing is as if you're about to be hung. And as you were led to the scaffold, the executioner turned to you and said, gee, I hate to do this. <laughs> but if it's any consolation, the scaffold was built by union carpenters. <laughs> The rope was made by union rope makers, and here, sir, is my card. That is union scabbing. Oh, the workers on the SP line to strike sent out a call. But Casey Jones, the union scabby, wouldn't strike at all. His boilers, they was leaking, and his drivers on the bomb. And the engine and the bearings, they was all out of plumb. But Casey Jones, he kept his junk pile running. Casey Jones, he was working double time. A Casey Jones, he got a wooden medal for being good and faithful to the SP line. And now the workers said to Casey, won't you help us win this strike? He said, you better go along, go on and take a hike. And someone threw a bunch of railroad ties across the track. And Casey hit the bottom with an awful smack. But Casey Jones, he hit the river bottom. Casey Jones, he broke his blooming spine. But Casey Jones, he was an Angelino. I took a trip to heaven on the SP line. Now Casey got to heaven to the pearly gates. He said, I'm Casey Jones, the guy that all the SP freight. You're just the man, said Peter, our musicians went on strike. You can get a job of scabbing any time you like. Yeah, Casey Jones, he got up into heaven. 
Casey Jones, he's doing mighty fine. But Casey Jones went to scabbing on the angels like he done to workers on the SP line. And now the angels got together, said it was not fair for Casey Jones to go around a-scabbing everywhere. And Angels Local 23, they sure was there. And they promptly fired Casey down the golden stair. But Casey Jones, he went to hell a-flying. Casey Jones and the devil said, oh, fine. But Casey Jones get busy shoveling sulfur. That's what you get for scabbing on the SP line. <laughs> of the tape back there, I would commit this song to the memory of a gentleman whose grave I visited yesterday uh, over there on the island, uh, Ginger Goodwin. We went over and put flowers on his grave. Fine and fine and remarkable man. So uh, let's try it. Where the Fraser River flows, each fellow worker knows, they have bullied and oppressed us, but still our union grows. And we're gonna find a way, boys, for shorter hours and higher pay, boys. And we're gonna win a day, boys, where the Fraser River flows. Fellow workers, pay attention to what I'm gonna mention, for it is the clear contention of the workers of the world that we should all be ready, true-hearted, brave, and steady, to rally round the standard when the red flag is unfurled. Where the Fraser River flows, each fellow worker knows. They have bullied and oppressed us, but still our union grows. And we're gonna find a way, boys, shorter hours and higher pay, boys. And we're gonna win the day, boys, where the Fraser River flows. All these gunny sack contractors have all been dirty actors. They're not our benefactors, each fellow worker knows. So we gotta stick together in fine or dirty weather And we'll show no white feather where the Fraser River flows Where the Fraser River flows, each fellow worker knows They have bullied and oppressed us, but still our union grows And we're gonna find a way, boys, shorter hours and higher pay, boys and we're gonna win the day, boys, where the Fraser River flows. Now the boss, the law is stretching, bulls and pimps he's fetching, and they're a fine collection, as Jesus only knows. But why their mothers reared them, and why the devil spared them, are questions we can't answer where the Fraser River flows. Where the Fraser River flows, each fellow worker knows they have bullied and oppressed us, but still our union grows. And we're gonna find a way, boys, shorter hours and higher pay, boys. And we're gonna win a day, boys, where the Fraser River flows. Up in Lawrence, well, the laborers that worked there were contract laborers brought over from France and the Low Countries, not good enough to be citizens. 
good enough to work their whole lives out, spitting up blood at the looms. Not good enough to, to vote for all the good it would do them. Well, they struck, most of them women, 27,000, who are dying at the average age of 26 because of the dust in the weave rooms. Can you imagine that? Uh, well, they struck. The issues were, of course, wages, hours, and conditions, like any, any strike. When the women met and talked about it amongst themselves, decided wages, hours, and conditions, that's important. But it takes more than those three things to be a woman. It takes more than those three things to lead any kind of decent human life. On the next day, parading down the street, the two years of parades, the newspaper reporters noticed that there was a young woman carrying a large sign that said, bread, yes, but roses, too. And Lawrence became the bread and roses strike. When they marched those two bitter years, hell, they had to ship the kids out of town because there was no way to feed them. What they sang was bread and roses. As we come marching, marching in the beauty of the day, a million darkened kitchens, a thousand mill lost gray, are brightened by the beauty a sudden sun discloses. And the people hear us singing bread and roses, bread and roses. As we come marching, marching, we battle to for men. For they are women's children, we'll mother them again. Our lives shall not be sweated, from birth until life closes. Hearts can starve as well as bodies. Give us bread, but give us roses. As we come marching, marching, a hundred million dead go crying through our singing their ancient cry for bread. Small art and love and beauty, their drudging spirits knew. Yes, it's bread we fight for, but we fight for roses too. As we come marching, marching, we're standing proud and tall. The rising of the women is the rising of us all. No more the drudge and idler, tend the toil where one reposes. But a sharing of life's glories, bread and roses, bread and roses, bread and roses. about Joe Hill. Joe Hill was in prison in Utah. And, well, let me tell you how. Let me tell you about that. That's a, a memory that's been jogged about that. I worked at every kind of dumb job you can imagine. Every kind of scumbag boss believable. Viners for Del Monte, all the way to working in state service down in the, as a rat in the basement. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to come to work 8 o'clock every morning and take the basement stairs down, and the governor would take the stairs up, and we'd shake hands as we passed each other in the hall. My, my. Kind of thing that would drive you crazy. I mean, not mad. I'm already mad. I don't mind that. That's what the situation requires. But I mean crazy, which is mildly uncontrollable. <laughs> was married at the time, living on $512 a month with uh, five of us in the family trying to buy a house, debt consolidation loans to consolidate my debt consolidation loans. Before Ammon Hennessy taught me that credit was evil, I gave it up. Well, I'd take long walks at night to try to sort my thoughts out, try to put together what my mother had said. She was a CIO organizer with what I thoughts I was feeling. 
I'd walk to Sugar House, out 21st South and 13th East. When we moved to Salt Lake in 47, that was a big red sandstone prison, Sugar House prison. Well, about 52, 53, it was torn down for a city park, Sugar House Park. Well, I had gotten the plats since I worked at the Capitol, the surveyor's plats, and I could walk midnight through that park, and I could stand right on the spot where that white kitchen chair was that Joe Hill was tied to when he was shot. I would stand and look at the stars and look at the moon and think about what the hell it was I was doing with my life. Before Joe died, before the sun came up, passed a little piece of paper out through the bars to a guard who gave it to a reporter. On that paper was written the words, my will is easy to decide, for there is nothing to divide. My kin don't need to fuss or moan, moss does not cling to a rolling stone. My body, ah, if I could choose, I would to ashes it reduce, and let some merry breezes blow them to where some flowers grow. Perhaps some fading flower then might take bloom and live again. This is my last and final will. Good luck to all of you. Joe Hill. I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night, live as you and me. Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says he. In Salt Lake, Joe, great God, says I am standing by my bed. They framed you on a murder charge, says Joe, but I ain't dead. Says Joe, but I ain't dead. For the copper bosses, they framed you, Joe. They shot you, Joe, says I. Takes more than guns to kill a man, says Joe, I did not die. Says Joe, I did not die. And it's standing there just as big as life, a smiling with his eyes. Says he what they forgot to kill, went on to organize, went on to organize. From San Diego on up to Maine, in every mine and mill, where workers strike and organize, says he'll find Joe Hill, says he'll find Joe Hill. Yeah, dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night, live as you and me. Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead, it never died, says he, I never died, says he. See, now here's a song that you ought to learn. This is not a wobbly song. Well, now wait a minute. Any song a wobbly sings is a wobbly song. Hell, that could be Jingle Bells. Well, okay, we'll accept it. I think this is a particularly important song. Simple as it is, it's just almost like a jingle. Uh, because we know who Joe Hill was. We remember the name Frank Little. We remember the name Wesley Everest, killed by the lumber barons down there in Chehalis, the Centralia Massacre. We know the names of our martyrs, our Tom Moonies, Sacco and Vanzettis. Uh, but the real heroes of the labor movement are all the ones that are buried in those unmarked graves scattered all throughout the West, all throughout the world, who just came to town or into the camp or into the mine to do a job. 
That's all, until the door flew open at midnight and those hooded figures grabbed you and dragged you out and hung you under a railroad bridge like they did to Frank Little in Butte, Montana for resisting a boss's war, a First World War. So many of them, though, thousands of them, just dragged out and, and killed and left like garbage on the edge of town. They're the ones that we owe, the ones that didn't get into the history books, see? And we've got to remember that. Uh, they were just there to do a job. Woody wrote a song about that, Woody Guthrie. Easy as pie. Every verse is pretty much like the one before, so you'll catch on to it. <clears throat> a new dirt's falling on a new-made coffin. A new dirt's falling on a new-made coffin. Way over in that union burying ground. Oh, tell me who's that they're letting down, down. Oh, tell me who's that they're letting down, down. Oh, tell me who's that they're letting down, down. Way over in that union burying ground. Another union organizer, another union organizer, another union organizer. Way over an union, burying ground, a union mother, a union father, a union mother, a union father, a union mother, a union father, a way over an union, burying ground, a union brother, a union sister. A union brother, a union sister, a union brother, a union sister, away over an union, burying ground. Every new grave brings a thousand members. Every new grave brings a thousand members. Every new grave brings a thousand members. Away over an union, burying ground. The bum on the rods is hunted down as an enemy of mankind. The other is driven around to his club, is fetid, wined, and dined. And they who curse the bum on the rods as the essence of all that's bad will greet the other with a winning smile and extend the hand so glad. The bum on the rods is a social flea who gets an occasional bite. The bum on the plush is a social leech, blood sucking day and night. <laughs> the bum on the rods is a load so light that his weight we scarcely feel. But it takes the labor of dozens of folks to furnish the other a meal. As long as we sanction the bum on the plush, the other will always be there. But rid ourselves of the bum on the plush and the other will disappear. Then make an intelligent, organized kick. Get rid of the weights that crush. Don't worry about the bum on the rods. Get rid of the bum on the plush. <laughs> you work like other folks do how can i get a job when you're holding down to hallelujah i'm a bum hallelujah i'm a bum again hallelujah give us a handout to revive us again 
Oh, I went to a house and I knocked on the door. The lady said, Strambum, you've been here before. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a hand out to revive us again. Yeah, I went to that house and I asked for some bread. The lady said, Strambum, the baker is dead. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a hand out to revive us again. There I am in Spookaloo, city of magic, city of life, ensconced upon my front porch in broad daylight, long about noon, my rising time, drinking something of a potable beverage, playing my guitar, long after everybody else in the neighborhood has packed up their lunchbox and gone off down to Kaiser Aluminum to put in their shift. This enrages my neighbors. <laughs> One in particular across the road, little retired banker fella, been known to cannonball his rotundity across the road and stand there and publicly berate me for my sloth and indolence. <laughs> Why don't you get a job, he says. Some of you heard that, I'll bet. Now me being hit to the Socratic method fires back a question. Why? <laughs> Why, he says, taking aback, if you had a job, you could make three, four, five dollars an hour. I said, why, pursuing the same tack. Said, hell, you make three, four, five dollars an hour, you could have a savings account, save up some of that money. I said, why? He said, well, you save up enough of that money, young fella. Pretty soon you never have to work another day in your life. Said, hell, that's what I'm doing right now. He's a good friend of mine. That's why I'm starving out on the bread line. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a hand out to revive us again. Yeah, and I like Jim Hill. He's a good friend of mine. Say, that's why I'm booming down Jim Hill's main line. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a hand out to revive us again. I guess pretty soon I'll be headed back to Spokane, take up my task of wintering in, and I do a little uh, light farming or heavy gardening, whichever. <laughs> you know, that kind of farming is, is hard if you're in this traveling profession, and of course when you sing like I do, you got to be ready to travel uh, with considerable alacrity. I got a Greyhound bus ticket in my back pocket all the time, but you see, Quite often, I'm not back in town in time for my plowing or my planting. That's awful. Now, one time I was sharing a platform in New York City, it was, with a bunch of high-powered labor politicos. Uh, it was a benefit for the farm workers, that's what it was. I remember Richard Chavez, Cesar's brother, was there. And so was Bella Abzug, former congresswoman from the state of New York. Remember her? Wonderful woman. I mean, she was loud, vociferous. Big hats. She was yelling at that audience, righteous beef it was, about how the feds, the FBI, had been opening her mail for ever so long. Well, I knew the feds had been opening my mail for at least 20 years, reading all my personal radical mail, and it never bothered me because I figured them birds had to learn that stuff somewhere, and it might as, <laughs> might as well be from my mail. But then it occurred to me in my predicament, having the FBI open your mail might come in handy. I sent Sheila, my partner, a letter through the United States Mail, and I said in it, for God's sake, don't plow up the backyard. That's where the guns are buried. 
National Guard rolled up, dug up the whole backyard in time for me to come back and plant the damn thing. Oh, I went to a bar and I asked for a drink. He gave me a glass and he showed me the thing. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a handout to revive us again. Whenever I get all the money I earn, the boss will be broke and to work he must turn. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a handout to revive us again. And why don't you save all the money you earn? If I didn't eat, I'd have money to burn. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. Hallelujah, bum again. Hallelujah, give us a handout to revive us again. Well, this is the longest session I have ever been in in my life, and my voice is about to fall apart, so I'm going to sing the last one, Rather, We Are. I bet if I was to make book right now about what that song was, I wouldn't make very much money. Hmm? <laughs> Which one is it? Well, all right. I mean, what that sounds like. When the union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Who would lash us in the surf to man, would crush us with his might? Is there anything left to us but to organize and fight? For the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. For the union makes us strong. It is we who plowed the prairies, built the cities where they trade, dug the mines and built the workshops, endless miles of railroad laid. We stand outcast and starve amidst the wonders we have made, but the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. by idle drones is ours and ours alone we have laid the wide foundation built it skyward stone by stone it is ours not to slave in but to master and to own while the union makes us strong solidarity forever solidarity forever solidarity forever 
They have taken untold millions that they never toiled to earn. But without our brain and muscle, not a single wheel can turn. We can break their haughty power, gain our freedom when we learn that the Union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. the power greater than their hoarded gold, greater than the might of armies magnified a thousandfold. We can bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old, for the Union makes us strong. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever, solidarity forever. Union Grand. So come all ye workers, 
from every land can come join the grand industrial band. But then we our share of this earth shall demand. Come on, do your share, lend a hand. There is power, there is power in a man to work in both when we stand hand in hand. That's the power, that's the power that must rule in every land. One industrial union Once again, that was Utah Phillips with the album We Have Fed You All a Thousand Years, the first in a series of special episodes of Polyrical, the podcast of political music, featuring entire albums. You can check out all the episodes of Polyrical at polyrical.com. You'll find links there to make a donation. You'll also find links there where you can make a recommendation of a topic, an artist, or a song for a future episode. You can also recommend an album for a future special episode. And that'll wrap up this special episode, first episode of Polyrical Presents. Thanks for listening. <laughs>